It's time for your weekly dose of nostalgia with the 80s and 90s Uncensored. I am Milo Dennison. And I'm Jamie Fenderson, and today we're talking about 90s country music. <laughs> we didn't even plan on doing that. We both just did it because we knew that we're, we were going to do that. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so 90s country music. So... 90s was an interesting era for country music because, you know, in the 80s and 70s, you had a couple songs that might cross over to pop and stuff like that. But in the 90s, you had a lot of stuff that crossed over into the pop playlist. And like a lot of people that didn't normally listen to country music started listening to country music. Uh, you had uh, Garth Brooks, I think, is probably the the big one that, that was out then. And people were... Across the board, uh, people I knew personally that didn't normally listen to country music listened to Garth Brooks. I didn't, but uh, I, it was it was everywhere. Country music in the 90s, man. Yeah, it, it entered mainstream, totally entered mainstream in the 90s. Like all, all, all of it, it became pop. It became kind of pop music, like another version of pop music. Which is kind of my problem with 90s country music and basically anything since. I like, when I listen to country, I like old school country. Like, you know, uh, Johnny Cash and Waylon Jennings and that kind of stuff. That real proper country sound type of stuff. I'm not a huge fan of country pop, although there were a few songs that I listened to. And I need to do a shout out to the women of country music in the 90s. There was a massive explosion of female country music musicians in the 90s that you didn't see prior to that. You had a few, you had Dolly Parton and a few others, but in the 90s, you had just as many, if not more, I would say, female country music artists in the top hits of both country and in some cases, pop charts. Yeah, and, and you're right. Like I'm, I'm from the city, like I'm, I'm not from the country, but I still, everybody kind of, not everybody, but most people still listen to some country music in the nineties, even if you weren't from the country or even if you weren't a country music fan, mm -hmm. because it just, it got poppy and it entered the, the kind of the mainstream. If you think about the eighties, you think about Willie Nelson, uh, Kenny Rogers, Dolly Parton, and they were mainstream, but they were still country, right? Yeah. You could, you hear their stuff and it's still very country. But they went kind of full on pop rock country, so it they the '90s really kind of popa popified it, and they they rocked that jukebox, so to speak. <laughs> and there it was everywhere '90s country. Even if you weren't a country fan, you were still there was still country everywhere. Oh in yeah, the 90s. Like, I don't I don't know if that's ever happened since. I don't either because I don't listen to a lot of modern music. Anyways, and when I do, it's all indie and alt music. But just the the Garth Brooks, for example, you know, he's the only artist in music history to have released nine albums that were certified diamond by the uh, recording industry. The Beatles were the former record holder with six albums. So wow. you can't do that without people, every musical genre listener listening to Garth Brooks. Well, yeah, and you, that's there are other people who might not be country music people still buying those albums because mm -hmm. you can't sell that many albums just with country music folks who just say that they're country music folks by themselves. 
like other people were buying his albums. They had to have, right? That's <laughs> there's no getting around that's it. Crazy, like record breaking stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, his album that had, I'm sure you remember Friends in Low Places. and the Yeah, I sing that at the karaoke. Oh, man. That's I such do. a popular you, karaoke song. It is because you don't need to be particularly talented to sing it. And you can also be drunk and everybody around you are those friends in the low places anyway. So it mm -hmm. works so well as a karaoke song, dude. It totally does. Yeah. That album was his second album released in 1990. Spent 23 weeks on the number at at number one on the country charts, and reached number three on the Billboard charts, on the Billboard 200. So insane. Yeah, insane. And do you remember the line dancing craze that came out in the 90s? That yes. kind of came out at the same time as this. Yeah, where you had Brooks and Dunn with their like that song, the Boot Scootin' Boogie or the Watermelon Crawl, and City. <laughs> women and suburban women were going like Friday, Saturday nights, whatever, going line dancing. Like I have an aunt and she's from Northeast Portland and she's going like, <laughs> she's going line dancing. I'm like, wow. Okay. But in the nineties, that was a real thing. Totally, totally dude. Like I, for a while in the late nineties, I got into swing dancing because remember it had a bit of a revival as well. Yeah. And yep. Uh, me and this girl would go swing dancing and we would have to do the swing thing on like Sunday night usually because of course like the the venue would do like blind dancing or other types of music on the Fridays or Saturdays so country line dancing was more popular than swing for a while and and you had just suburban and even urban people and they go out there with their with their boots and <laughs> Normally they wouldn't wear them, right? It's just kind of a costume for them because they go back into their normal city person garb in real life. But when they went out line dancing, boy, it's the hats and, and the boots. Let's go, girls. Friday night, line dancing. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real thing, dude. Now I look back at it and I'm like, wow. Country music was so huge back then. Did you d ever do line dancing? I did. My aunt pulled me out a couple of times to go, and she even bought me some like black cowboy boots. I wouldn't wear the hat, but yeah. And you got to put, you got to kind of put your thumbs in your in your belt, whatnot, mm -hmm. <laughs> and do the and do the moves. I will say this though, it is kind of fun. It probably is. I guess I don't know. I've never. I'm I'm too cranky to actually let myself get pulled out and do that. Yeah. Well, you would let, uh, you wouldn't see my fat ass out there doing it now, but back then it was kind of fun. Um, so I will say that it's, it's once you learn the moves and then they had a guy like telling you how to do it and all that, it was kind of like a lessons, but then they turn on the music and you're doing the thing and it's pretty good. It's kind of fun. Yeah. It was <laughs> it the is. same with swing. If you go early, you get lessons and then the, like the pros come out and you have fun with it and stuff and dress up in the costume. And it was pretty, like, there was a lot of still very country, but it got pretty poppy. We've talked about the fact that I'm embarrassed that I like Achy Breaky Heart, mm. Billy Ray Cyrus. That was very pop, pop music-y. Yeah. Um, and some of them got really poppy, like Shania Twain was pretty poppy. Oh, yeah. Um, that was very poppy. I worked with a guy who had the biggest crush on her. Yeah, well, she was crushable for sure. Mm -hmm. um, 
even like she had that any man of mine gonna be this way be that way and any man of mine right and normally that just annoy the shit out of me right i'll be like well find yourself another man then i don't i don't have to <laughs> live up to all your expectations but then it's like well you are shania twain though so i might at least give it a shot <laughs> <laughs> my boots won't be under any beds but yours while i'm trying girl i'll tell you that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that uh man i feel like a woman i i still <laughs> know that song because it just got played yeah, so it's much so back catchy then. her stuff was so catchy so catchy and it, it's very poppy so it, it's country but it, it really took a lot of elements from pop music of the day and it's so catchy Man, I feel like a woman. Now now I, I think today that song takes on a whole new meaning in today's <laughs> into the today's world. Totally. Yeah. And I think she released some of her stuff. I know like you're still the one was intentionally released to be a bit of a crossover song. And so I'm you, you know, like they were thinking about this often. Well, like, okay, could we potentially make this a bit of a crossover song and get our music out to a larger audience? Yeah. And like you said, there were female artists and maybe more of them. I, I was kind of a Dixie Chicks fan. I, I thought they were good. They still had an old school kind of country vibe with the with the fiddles and they had a lot of harmony when when they were singing. Yeah, I, I thought they were pretty good. I thought I thought Faith Hill was was a total babe. And she she was another one with a with a kind of poppy. But this kiss, this kiss. Remember that? Yeah, he was another poppy one. Yeah, I didn't much care for that one, but I did enjoy her rendition of Peace of My Heart. Uh, that's a old song that Janis Joplin made famous, even though she Oh, oh yeah. Uh, and I really enjoyed her version of it as well. Like, so, And it's rare that I listen to multiple versions of the same song and like both versions. So that's crazy. I, I need to, I, I'm with you on Dixie Chicks. I actually still like Dixie Chicks, although they did change their name to Chicks to be less Dixie or whatever. But- there, I, I did. I, I what's enjoyed, wrong with being Dixie anyway? Like, I what is, is it like a Civil War thing? Or a, I think it is. They're trying to be more uh, open, I guess. But I kind of always liked that about them because they didn't mind. They they didn't mind kind of occasionally pissing off their audience. If you remember, they had that thing where that just as the uh, first Gulf War was starting and George Bush was huge. And they made some anti-Bush statement. No, I think country. that was the set. That was the, was second, it the second one. That was the second one. Yeah, oh, I remember okay. this yeah. because they made some kind of statement in England about, yeah, we're not really down for this war, and we think it's crap. And then all, all their audience probably all like a lot of them are like, go Hardcore. get them. Um, so they they lost a bunch of their audience and stuff, and but they they didn't re they didn't really apologize for it. So no, they even came out with a song called not ready to make nice, basically saying, uh, I'm not, we're not going to apologize. And here's our song telling you why, but it, it was funny because you know, the, they were their CDs. I remember there were videos of like people piling their CDs into a pile and then rolling over them with like a, what are those crusher road yeah, smasher things? Big crush road big rolly things, rolly things that they used yeah. to like roll out the asphalt. Yeah. Uh, so so they're cool and like their music too they had the one about earl or whatever where they're basically oh, yeah. like earl's you know, a shithead dude he's a shithead <laughs> they kill him and run off and like you know, some country stations yeah that's it yeah <laughs> and country stations wouldn't play it because it was all like you know we can't play music where they kill somebody yeah well well where he's... women do it anyway <laughs> yeah if, if it was a dude maybe that'd be all right 
Yeah, but that's kind of an amusing song, though. It's funny, actually. Mm-hmm. And it had a cool video, music video to go along with mm-hmm. it as well. Let's see who else in my female. I was listening to a lot of female stuff. Trisha Yearwood was the first female country artist to go number one with her debut song in 1991. Reba McIntyre was kind of big. big. Yeah. Yeah. Leanne Rimes, the youngest person to win a Grammy. Her first album came out when she was like 13, 14 age. Wow. Yeah. With her song Blue, which it's it's a it's a remake as well it's not her original song but if you listen to that song you cannot tell she's like 14 i mean she sounds like a full-grown adult female singer uh, singing like this intense blue sad because her heart's broken kind of thing and you're like are you freaking kidding me from a 14 year old kid <laughs> you don't know what a broken heart is what do you yeah, thought come on, where did girl. that come from <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's that Mar- Martina McBride song, Independence Day. That's one that I would put if we did another Independence Day oh, playlist. playlist. We put yeah. that on there. That's a good one. Makes me want to go shoot off some fireworks. What's funny about that one is it's about domestic violence. And so some stations <laughs> wouldn't play it. But then you have like Republican politicians will play it at their like rallies <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Because <laughs> it's all like yeah. Independence Day. Yeah. And you're like, you yeah. don't get it. <laughs> yeah, that's like bored in the USA. It's yeah. not about like, yeah, it's not patriot. It's not like, yay, America. It's like you suck for treating veterans bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but why are you playing it at yeah. your political rally? At your political rally. Like, yeah, Sarah Palin, I know, played it quite a bit, I guess. <laughs> it's like, you guys that's what I it. always liked there from Toby Keith, should have been a cowboy. I always thought that was kind of fun. Because it's like, yeah, I should have been a cowboy. I sometimes I like, I sit in the office. I hear that song, like I sit doing like my white collar work. I'm like, I should have been a cowboy. This sucks. <laughs> I'm with you, Toby Keith. <laughs> Sing it, bro. <laughs> I vaguely remember this. I think he and the Dixie Chicks got into a tough because I think he was one of the people that commented about them when they had that bit of con- controversy. And I think they had it. One of them was wearing a T-shirt in response that said "F-U-T-K" or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's her response. I'm sure the Dixie Chicks are probably drinking Bud Light these days too. They're oh, like, totally delicious. They're Give great. me some of that Bud Light. <laughs> I totally support them. And and they're like, you know, they, 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 I remember like somebody the the one the, the main singer the little one people called her ugly, but I never thought she was ugly. I kind of thought she was kind of cute. She had a look to her. You know, she wasn't like, you know, like she wasn't super She the, like the two sisters were had this like kind of tall, thin brunette hotness to them. And she was kind of like kind of like a little bulldog, but like a cute one that you wanted to snuggle yeah. with. Yeah, I don't think any of them were ugly Mm-mm. at all. <laughs> I don't know who's who's smoking that Chattanooga, but yeah, <laughs> you may have like some classic country music singers that were still stayed relevant in the 90s i I mentioned johnny cash like he did delia's gone and a few other songs in the 90s that were pretty popular as well yeah this probably is past the 90s into the 2000s but loretta lynn did a rendition with jack black uh, about my hometown portland oregon and she's all in her like 50s outfit and he's all like this weird rock dude and they're in this dive bar just like drinking whiskey <laughs> it's pretty good <laughs> and Lynn, dude was it jack black or jack white 
Jack White. There Did you I go. Did I say Jack Black? Take a drink, audience. Jamie messed <laughs> something up. That's Ooh, a rule. Black, it doesn't matter if you're black or white. <laughs> Man, it's it's all one people here in on the 80s and 90s and censored. Yeah, yeah. They're all musicians. They're rocking out. But you're right. That was that was cool. And Jack Black, dude. I'm such a huge fan of him. I know that's you mean Jack subject. White. Jack White. Well, I'm also ah, take Black a drink. <laughs> Milo just messed something up. Damn you. It's your fault, Jimmy. No, Jack White, he is such an amazingly talented person. Like if you watch stuff and his ability, I watched a documentary he was in and he took a piece of wood and he took a guitar string and he nailed the guitar string from one end of the wood to the other end of the wood, grabbed a bottle and started playing a song just by rubbing it on this one string on this piece of wood. Like that's how talented wow. this guy is. Like, he's so bad. talented. So, but back are we to country going, music from the nineties. Are we going with our our? I would like to know if you have a favorite country singer, or country band from from the nineties. Um, it's definitely not Garth Brooks. I do have <laughs> friends in low places, but that doesn't make me want to sing about it. <laughs> you got lots of friends in low places back <laughs> in Spokane, man. You probably True. don't want to sing about it at all. True, indeed. I got to go Dixie Chicks. I will still listen to Dixie Chicks, and I will still rock out to them. Or I should start calling them the Chicks, too, since that's their new name. Yeah, and you're not rocking out. You're doing something else. Country rocking out. we're not rocking the jukebox. What are we doing? What do you do to the jukebox in a country bar? I don't know, but what do you... No, don't rock the jukebox, right? That's what I'm saying. You're not rocking it. You're countrying it. You're... Yeah, countrifying the jukebox. You're bugging to it. I don't know. What do you do when so you if you rock out, but what how do you rock out in country music with country music without rocking out? Well, so I guess I like, that's why this is all crossover music. <laughs> so yeah, I you guess can so. rock out. I don't know. Questions to answer. Well, let us know, audience. Hey, audience. Yeah. <laughs> we need your help here. <laughs> how do you rock out to a song at a country bar? So my my favorite country singer from the 90s was Alan Jackson. Because yeah, Alan Jackson. He had fun things. So his song about little bitty, it's all right to be little bitty, little bitty house, little bitty titties, something like that, whatever. (laughs) It's kind of fun because everything's just little bitty. And then it's like, hey, just be happy and smile. It's pretty uplifting, you know. If you just have little bitty things and you're just happy with them, then that's good, right? Mm -hmm. And then he's got this other one called chattahoochee oh yeah i remember that one and in the chattahoochee it it gets hotter than a hoochie coochie i always thought that was just some made-up hillbilly word that alan jackson just made up like it's hotter than a hoochie coochie like maybe it's something my buddy back in the navy from alabama would say he'd be he'd just make up some words i don't know if they were real or not half the time but I thought this is one of those made up Alan Jackson words. But then I looked it up. I'm like, does does a hoochie coochie actually exist? And why would it get hotter than a hoochie coochie? But it 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 a hoochie coochie is a real thing. It's a sexually provocative dance similar to a belly dance that originated Ooh. in the late 1800s. The term was also used as a form of baby talk or pet name for a lover. But in modern, it's a hoochie. You're my hoochie. But in modern slang, it can refer to like sexual activity or female genitals. Maybe, maybe he wasn't thinking that way, or maybe he was. But in in either case, when it gets hotter than a hoochie coochie, it's getting pretty hot, man. (laughs) 
It is. That's the way I interpreted it was like the female coochie was getting kind of hot because you were being seductive and she was kind of wanting to get some of that. And you're like, check out my hot hoochie coochie, baby. (laughs) You want to come play with my hoochie coochie? Yeah. Well, or if it's like a a, a really provocative dance, like like it's it getting everybody all hot because the dancers like getting everybody hot. It's getting hot in the room. You can feel how hot it's getting because the dance is so hot. And and but it was so hot that particular day um, at Chattahoochee that Alan Jackson was like, dang, it's hotter than a hoochie coochie, which means that wherever this place is, um, it's it's pretty hot. It's hotter than the hoochie coochie dance, which gets pretty hot. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just happy that I learned something because, you know, some of these words that you might think are just some hillbilly words that Alan Jackson makes up. It's not. It's real words. And he has a real he has a reason for saying such things. He's legit. I bet (laughs) you there's a country bar called the Hoochie Coochie. (laughs) Gotta be. If if there's not, somebody needs to open the Hoochie Coochie country bar. (laughs) Yeah, the Hoochie Coochie country bar. Oh, cool that would be odd. I'm know. going down to the hoochie coochie. Yeehaw. <laughs> you gonna do me some dancing? Got me a Bud Light. Yeah, but you, you might have the Bud, Bud Light. Light gonna have you, me a Coors Light. Or if you wanted to be provocative and piss your friends off, you would have a Bud Light, right? I would. Not that I like Bud Light. I would just do it to piss my friends off. Yeah. But it's it, I, I just looked this up because we I had to. Mm. There's a hoochie coochie. <laughs> There's a hoochie coochie in 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 the UK. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Does it say where? Because if it's not far away, it's I'm in, going. It's in it's in Newcastle, wherever that is. I don't know okay. how far away that that is from you, but but they don't even play. They don't even play. <laughs> they don't play country music there, though. They play hard funk, solid soul, and cool jazz. Wow. It's called it's called hoochie coochie. It's in. Newcastle, Newcastle, UK, and they play funk and jazz. So that answers your question. It does answer my question. Unfortunately, uh, Newcastle, it's it, it would involve a drive. I, I would need. Well, to. I would drive there for Sunday, August sixth, because they're having an '80s soul weekend or Sunday. So what? I can't believe they're not doing country music. You called your place the Hoochie Coochie, and you don't do any. I can see the soul because there was the Hoochie Coochie Man. Remember that song? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think hoochie coochie means is, the same thing over here. I, well, no, I just don't think it's it's um, only for country. I think mm. hoochie coochie, the dance or the even the vibe of hoochie coochie itself is not necessarily a country thing. It could be like a soul thing, and so I don't think it's limited to country. I think hoochie coochie is just it, it's it's a wider range of of things. So I'm going to look more into Hoochie Coochie and what Hoochie Coochie is all about because uh, this conversation has sparked my interest. Thank you, Alan Jackson, um, <laughs> for sparking my interest in the Hoochie Thanks, Coochie Jackson. and the whole vibe of Hoochie Coochie. Well, if I ever make it up to Newcastle, which I probably won't because it's like north of the country, I think it's like a five hour drive or something like that. I don't want to drive five hours just to go to a bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe call them up and have them set up a live feed for us or something i should ask Heike <laughs> if she's been there she went to university in newcastle well ask her if she's ever been to hoochie coochie all right hold on just a second 
Okay. <laughs> He's going to go ask his wife if she's ever been to Hoochie Coochie yeah, in, in Newcastle in the UK. Did you ever go to the bar called the Hoochie Coochie? No. No. Oh. She was probably studying. Oh, yeah. Never mind. She's a studious gal. I'm sure she was studying, not hanging out, listening to solid soul and cool jazz. Are you, at are you talking Coochie. smack while I was away? <laughs> no, I'm just um, talking, not smack. I was just saying she's probably studying, not hanging out at Hoochie Coochie. Well, that's the thing. So she, it was like 20 years ago that she studied there and she said, no, Ooh, she had dude, never you been just... to a place called the Hoochie Coochie. Did I just age her? I mean, it was dude. like five years ago when she lived there. <laughs> So you better edit that shit out, bro. <laughs> so who knows when the hoochie coochie opened up? Maybe it wasn't opened up there then. Well, I'll look more into it for you. I'll okay. have full details. Good to know. Well, audience, I think we're about to the end of this episode of the 80s and 90s Uncensored. You can always reach us on social media at the 80s and 90s com. Visit our website. That is the place to go at the 80s and 90s dot com. If you enjoyed this episode, give us a review on the podcast player of your choice, preferably Apple Podcasts, because that's the one most people seem to use for reviews. And with that, we will say we are out of here. Like a sad song, because the truck is a flat, the dog ran away, the wife left, and our boots have holes in the toes. That's because they're open-toed boots. <laughs> My it's boots the aren't new open style. toes. It's the new style. <laughs> mm.